Hi there, and welcome to the Man Dad Podcast. We are the newest and most awesome thing to happen for dads in a long time. Each month, we'll bring you a new story from a real dad, useful info, advice, and dad hacks. We'll speak to a real dad, an expert or a professional, or someone from the Man Dad team. Let us know if there's a topic that you'd like us to cover. June 2021 is our launch month. This is our very first podcast, and you can find the first issue of Mandad Magazine at www.mandad.media. In this episode, you'll hear from Ben Thompson, CEO of Voice Simplified, or VS for short. VS is a Microsoft Silver Channel partner, providing voice over IP and telephony services. Ben is a dad of two, a business owner, so he understands what it's like trying to juggle a wife, kids, home, and starting a business from the ground up. Oh, and there's a giant dog in the mix too. We hope you enjoy episode one. Here you go. We are with uh, Ben Thompson, who is the CEO at Voice Simplified. Uh, Voice Simplified are advertising with us in our publication. And we've invited Ben to, to come and have a chat and tell us a little bit about himself and his business, all things man and all things dad. So Ben, welcome to Man Dad Podcast. Um, it's great to have you Thank here. You. Thank you. And so I think we'll just kick off with um, a little bit of information about yourself then. Do you, um, do you want to just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from? Yes, sure. So I'm Ben Thompson. I'm 56. Um, how would I describe myself? Um, I would call myself a Heinz 57. Um, <laughs> that's because I've got a varied sort of background. Uh, mm -hmm. I was born in Bahrain in the Persian Gulf. Okay. Um, my parents are Indian. Um, mm -hmm. I was educated in the UK, so I have a UK education. I married a French lady, and I now have two kids, one boy, one girl, who are fluent in French and English. So I've got a mix of, let's see, Indian, Arab, English, and European. Fantastic. Okay, well, hence the uh, Heinz 57. I, exactly <laughs> that. And sorry, I've worked in the US, so there you go. I've got the rednecks. I work with on a regular basis in uh, Montana. So I've got the uh, other side of the Atlantic as well. There we go. Fantastic. Awesome. So you are the CEO at Voice Simplified. Tell us a little about that and, and about your, your business journey as a whole, because you've had quite a variety of roles and, and, and getting to this yeah. point has been quite interesting. So how has that gone? So my career started probably when I was in my teens. Uh, my dad got me working in his business when I came on on vacation to Bahrain. So I wasn't allowed to just uh, sit around and do nothing for the whole eight weeks I was on holiday. So I learned how to work uh, in a very large organization um, in different departments. I wasn't working in just one place. So I had to start at the bottom. So you had to do all the grunt work rather than just doing, you know, just walking in just because um, your dad knew people, et cetera. So I had yep. to do the grunt work. Mm -hmm. um, when I got to my 20s, after I graduated, um, I started my first job was sales. Right. So I did telesales. I did walking sales, you know, literally knocking on doors, getting business cards, cold calling, and then moved from sales to very quickly into tech support. So right. I was doing into customer support in terms of pre-sales and engineering. Uh, then I went into engineering, funnily enough, and started building 
it was all in IT. So I was all in, in the IT world, went into the engineering side. Um, I've done coding as well. So mm -hmm. I wrote software. Um, I then ended up in, I think in 2000, um, I ended up at a, an American software company and it was, that was where my journey to, v, uh, to voice simplified started really, because the U S company was a startup at the time. Uh, they were cloud. They were one of right. the first companies in cloud. And yeah. I learned, uh, all about CRM and cloud software, et cetera. So I, again, I wasn't in sales. I was always in tech support, moved into project management, professional services. And three years after I started there, I moved into voice. Um, because they bought a voice company right? and I learned all about that. And so I went into voice, then I left that company and went to a UK telco cause I was traveling all over the world and I had two kids, which I, I probably for the first, first six years of Ethan's life, I probably rarely saw him cause I was just traveling all sure. the time. 2008, I moved to a UK telco. That was my first telco. I was running, managing two teams, the company got taken over in 2010. I then started managing the whole, um, voice part of the business at one point. Mm -hmm. And then in 2012, I left that to start my own business because <clears throat> I felt I'd got to a point where I had enough experience to start my own business. I knew where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. I had some really good people that I could pull into the business from the very get-go yeah uh, which i did and they're still with me here we are 2021 uh nine years uh on fantastic so that's just a very quick there you go yeah a quick uh, a quick tour through the the, the, the journey and yeah just to summarize i guess because because you, you you guys do a lot within within your company but what does what does Voice Simplified do in, in terms of the services it provides and, and what sort of, um, you know, companies do you support? Um, we're a cloud-based business telephony um, service provider. We're actually a telco in the UK, so we're registered with Ofcom. We have our okay. own uh, number ranges. Mm -hmm. um, we have our own platform, an end-to-end -end platform, um, where we can provide services to our direct customers but we've also built it around resellers microsoft resellers so we mm -hmm. integrate into the microsoft family okay. uh, microsoft teams so we provide teams telephony yeah. but we also provide standard telephony so our platform is agnostic it doesn't rely only on microsoft or only on handsets we're able to support a myriad or a hybrid um, so businesses that want to stay standard telephony can use our mm -hmm. platform and yeah. those who want to use teams can use our platform and those who want to use a mix can do so as well. Our platform is global. So you can plug in from any country. I mean, teams is you can plug and play from anywhere. Yeah. Um, and we can provide um, numbers to our customers internationally. So depending on which country they want, we were able to provide the telephony in, in those countries. Fantastic. And how has the pandemic affected your business? Has have things, um, you know, kind of pulled off a bit, or ha has has business been been booming um, due to COVID nineteen? We've been busier because of the pandemic. 
purely because a lot of businesses that were on-premise, um, office-based, yeah, uh, suddenly realised that they couldn't get their staff into the office. They were going to have to either furlough everybody, or mm-hmm. if they wanted the business to survive, people had to work from home. Now, with an on-premise telephone system, you you know, which is the traditional telephony, you can't do that. You've got to go cloud-based. You've got to go soft phone. And for a lot of companies, that's real. It's a real transition, both sort of mentally as well as physically getting everything, you know, done. You know, customers, a lot of companies have invested not, you know, a few thousand, but tens of thousands into yeah. on-premise equipment. So for them to just go, oh, I'm going to write this off and move it into the cloud, it's not easy. But sure. we have been um, very busy uh, working with direct customers and also through the Microsoft channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we go through resellers. So we've been helping their customers transition into the cloud. And I think I think we're seeing, you know, obviously a lot of changes due, due to the pandemic, but um, a lot of businesses are choosing actually now to keep people at home rather than bringing them back into the office. Um, remote working is becoming perhaps more of a thing. And so I think in, in terms of the services that, that you guys provide, Arguably, we're we're going to just see that grow and grow over the next few years. Are you guys are you guys expanding month on month? Are you are you looking to, you know, grow grow the company um, significantly? We have plans to grow the company and grow the footprint, add people. Um, you know, that's everybody's goal within a business. So yep. yes, I think we will see change in the next. 12 to 18 months um, in a very positive light. What that is at the moment is not 100% firm. It's it's very much sort of in, it's being formed and it's very fluid, uh, except once it does get going, it'll probably start running at 100 miles an hour. So sure. you know, those are all the different things that you always have to, you need your ducks in a row, as they say, before you can uh, hit the go button on certain projects. Yeah, absolutely. And I have no doubt that you guys are, are ready, ready and uh, I'm willing and, and chomping at the bit to get going. And as, as the new business comes rolling yes. in, which, uh, it's fantastic. Just moving into then, um, you know, from sort of business to, to the other side of life, you know, being a dad, parenting and, and so on. You've got two kids. Yes. So let's hear, let's hear about them. And because um, they're, they're quite a lot older now, I, I believe. My firstborn is uh, Ethan my son mm-hmm. and my daughter is Cassia. Ethan's 18 and Cassia came 18 months after. Right. Um, she's 16. Um, he's just finished his um, uh, course in aviation and Cassia is literally coming to the end of the first year of her A-levels. Fantastic. So Ethan is going on to be a pilot, is that right? That is his goal, but he's going to take um, a year off with aviation in flux as it is, there are more pilots than there are planes in the air. Sure. Um, so where older pilots are rotating out and they keep bringing in new blood, there is absolutely an excess of um, pilots at the moment. So mm-hmm. until the pandemic is under control and travel and aviation goes back to normal, I think he's probably just uh, going to put his foot on the brake just to go and take his um, pilot's license, his aviation 
his commercial pilot's license, if you like. And there's no reason why he can't pursue his private pilot's license because having that will always be a feather in the cap anyway when he does his um, civil aviation course. Outside of um, outside of flying, then what um, what kind of stuff is he into, and what what kind of stuff do you guys get up to together? Okay, for him, he's a typical uh, gamer. So mm-hmm. he's got he's got an Xbox. Um, he has probably he's built his own gaming uh, environment. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's got about four computer screens, a tower. <laughs> uh, wow. His equipment is way beyond what we use in the office. So sure. Uh, they are, if you like, a league ahead of us, the next generation. Mm, that's great. So yeah, he's he's very much into the enjoying gaming and doing participating in those things, which is very you know, he keeps in touch with his friends, even from primary school. Right. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And um and your daughter then, did you say she's coming to the end of her A levels or the end of her first year? No, end of her first year now. Right. So, uh, yeah, no, I think girls are completely different to boys, um, but mm-hmm. she has her circle of friends. And again, um, pandemic has sort of put a kibosh on what she's able to do, but sure. she communicates with her friends regularly online. She plays um, Nintendo, mm-hmm. but um, she's got friends who are good gamers and she goes, uh, when she gets an opportunity to go back, you know, she plays online at friends' houses and but being a girl, they go out and you know get together at different people's houses, sit down, chat, play, talk. Yeah. And um, as a father, we're in denial about what those conversations are about. So yeah, <laughs> so let's leave it there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All, all the all the kind of conversations that yeah we we try and avoid and, and just try and yeah yeah. There you go. We, we just pretend if you're a good dad, you're in denial, and you pray that your <laughs> wife is in the in the know which i know she is it's good and then you do you just get a little bit of feedback now and again do you about sort of what, what what's moving and shaking yes um and i know when you shouldn't ask questions because the eyeballs roll into the back of the head um, <laughs> and then you just get that look that tells you don't go beyond this point don't go there yep you can't lock them up you have to let them be who they are and yep. go into who they are so mm-hmm. and you can only be there to you know, when they're little and they fall over, you don't let them just stay on the ground. You pick them up, brush their knees, yep. give them a kiss and go, come on, keep going. And um, that's what you do. Be there to support them. So you you guys, I guess it, it sounds very much like, you know, a lot of IT computers, a lot of that going on and, and those sorts of interests. So do you do you guys get to switch off from it? From, oh, yeah. From the time and, and yeah. How, what, what do you guys do to relax then and, and get away from the screens? My daughter is very good at uh, in the kitchen, so she's mm-hmm. um, enjoys doing that. I, of course, I am the same. So I, mm-hmm. that's my way of uh, decompressing is going and chopping onions and making things. Um, yep. So she's excellent at that. So there's you have to make time to bond with your children, which is to have one-on-one with them. Mm-hmm. So in different ways, um, you know, I spend time with my son doing things with him that, you know, like we we enjoy making like building Lego. So both of us have a passion for Lego. Mm-hmm. Um, we also like going to the movies. All of us do uh, theater yep. when we can before yep. before the days of COVID. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, we enjoy certain programs and we like sitting down and watching certain TV programs um, and making sure that our interests stay together as a family. And then, you know, when the weekends are upon us and you sit down and you have dinner and you converse and chat about everything and nothing, uh, mm. it's just a way of keeping in touch, just making time. I think it's very important to make time and spend time so that they they understand who you are and watch what you're doing so that you can impart those things into their life definitely and i think i think we're all i think too often quite busy and uh we feel under a lot of pressure and you know we we grab something quick to eat we stick it on our laps we put the tv on um you know and, and i think a lot of families don't always connect around the dinner table don't take that time to sit and chat to each other and find out actually what's going on in each other's lives and mm. I think I think that that's a real shame and perhaps perhaps the pandemic actually changed that a little bit with with so many people yeah. being at home and so many families actually having that opportunity to reconnect but um, I guess we'll see what comes out sort of the other side if if we get back to some sort of normality will we continue to connect or will we just sort of go back to being busy and, and being a bit hectic and, and, and not connecting? I guess it'll be interesting to see what happens. Having lived in this country in the UK now for so long, I understand the way that, you know, as you said, do we just go back to a hectic life and just watch a telly, etc. Mm. Um, if I've learned anything from um, being married to uh, a French lady. They're very family orientated over in France. Um, dinners, you sit down, you don't rush your dinner. Mm -hmm. You sit down, um, you chat, you talk. You know, dinner starts at whatever time, six, seven o'clock of the weekend, you know, on a Friday or a Saturday, you sit down, mm -hmm. you have a drink, you have your um, aperitif, you chat, you have friends around, and you enjoy an evening. You enjoy sure. each other's company. And you've got to involve the family. If you don't, um, it's your loss because the more time you spend with your family, mm -hmm. the the more they know that, that you know you get to know them and they get to know you, and you don't become strangers. And I think if you lose that, um, then you 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 have no way of communicating with the next generation. You can't um, bring them to understand your perspective, mm. and you go guys don't go down that path it's not good yeah they will just go hey we know better than you and i think if you haven't got a way of communicating then you're going to lose that that's it and they're they're less likely to listen to you less likely to understand where you're coming from um yes. if you haven't if you haven't established that relationship i guess from early on and that that family time is really important i think yeah yeah you know dinners together is really the best time everyone talks about their day um, you know, future plans, what, what, what are people doing, where are they going, who are they going to be with. And I guess it's, it's an opportunity for everybody to slow down and relax, actually, isn't it? There's no, there's no TV on, you, I don't know, you might have some music going on in the background maybe, but it's, but it's subtle. And it, it allows everybody that space to, to just be, to focus on some good food and, and some good conversation. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's important to laugh. 
as well. Mm. I think um, it's about having engaging conversations about things that they like, understanding what makes them tick, yeah. participating in that. Cassia loves, um, I think it's called K-pop. Elaine is very much into that with her. So yeah. there's, there's, you know, I think it's about getting to know your kids and participating in what they have. And Ethan grabbed me the other the other day and he goes quick quick come out and he's got this app that he can watch aircraft that go near our home and okay. he's seen and he grabs me and we can we can see a typhoon fighter going across the, the skies and um, we saw an air, air refueling aircraft going across the sky so you know wow. it's sitting down and you know i got um he bought me a piece of lego for my birthday and you sit down and you make it Mm -hmm. and together so it's making the time to do that and they'll make the time if you want to make the time for them they'll make the time with you and i think that's important yeah absolutely and you know my my eldest is is seven and a half and she is into minecraft i don't get it i am not a gamer at all but i'm trying to kind of wrap my head around you know the, the the different like the YouTubers, the, the players that record their sessions, and they talk you through what they're doing, and they make it all dramatic. And she just she loves she loves playing it, and she loves watching other people play. And yeah, um, yeah for me, I I have I, I have no interest in it whatsoever. But I need to be interested for her because it's what she yeah. loves and it's and it's what she enjoys doing and what she wants to talk to me about. So. Um, yeah, I think we we absolutely need to to take an interest and to get to know what it is that they're into because before you know it, years have gone by and you don't even know your own kid. You know, you don't absolutely. know what they're into. You don't know what they're talking about. You don't know what they're talking with their friends about. Um, and language changes over time. You know, I mean, we've we've gone through the whole sort of generation, I guess, now of um, speak and you know, different abbreviations and, and, and since, the, you know, the inception yeah. of smartphones and social media and everything else, which didn't exist yeah. when I was a kid, we, we've had to kind of learn all of that along the way. And it's, it's evolving all the time. And yes. by the time my seven-year-old is a teenager, it's going to be a completely different world again. I guess for you, you're constantly on the sort of the cutting edge of technology. So do you find it easy to keep up with the kids or is, is there still a generational thing that, that's going on? Um, I think that's, that's an interesting question. Kids technology is, I think, different to a degree from workplace technology. Mm-hmm. They are into all the social media platforms. They understand how that works and the, how that terminology works mm-hmm. um, and how they interact. I mean, if you look, you know, go back 30 years when I was dating, there were no apps. The mobile phones were just, you know, they were the size of a brick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, you went out. I think it's, it's changed dramatically how the next generation or our gener- my generation of kids um, will find a partner. I have mm-hmm. no idea. I mean, at the moment they're a bit, you know, Ethan's only 18, Cassie's only 16. So, yeah, but, that whole there's another generation coming in i have no idea what you know all i know is it's going to be online how they meet and interact is completely different people today can hide behind all sorts of things we couldn't 
<laughs> you can turn up at a party and this is it. This you is you just have to be yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they've mm. got a whole different set of challenges and a whole different set of um, problems to deal with that we had. To answer your question, I think the next generation, I, my kids, are way more tech savvy than I was at their mm. age. Sure. Um, yeah. We didn't have computers at that time. You know, if they did, if it did, it was very, very expensive. Now, it's a lot more accessible to the younger generation, especially you know from seven on upwards. They're already in the cloud. They're already playing interactive games in the cloud. They're in, you know, and their fingers are so quick. They're so fast. Their brains are adapting to things that we never, we we were never exposed to, and we didn't. You know, yeah. for us. Um, we'd go out and play tennis on a tennis court or badminton on a badminton court, table mm-hmm. tennis, you know, and play pool. Uh, yeah. They're able to just go online and fly a plane or drive a car or <laughs> race, you know, and then jump from continent to continent. So I think the next generation are definitely leagues ahead of us Yeah. Uh, in terms of understanding technology, absorbing technology and just knowing what what to do they, they're instinctive in their in what to do next whereas i would need a manual <laughs> and pick up my iphone and go okay yeah all right. they just instinctively just push buttons scroll up down push this touch that and then they go oh look dad that's not how you do it this is how you do it <laughs> taking your tech off you to show you how it works yeah yes i'm not um, i understand that the next generation is tech savvy that is i'm i'm proud of the fact that they know how to do that Mm. they're able to take advantage of it because i think if you don't expose young children to that they're not going to be prepared you know they need to know the internet parents we need to be responsible and protect them um i have firewalls in my home to protect my home it isn't just you know, hey, got the BT router, plug it in, and that's it. That's enough. Mm. Today, you need to protect your home. You need to protect um, information in and information out. So you're right. able to sort of protect your next generation, if you like, from everything that is out there, because not everything is necessary. There's not. There's there's good things that they can absorb, and there's a lot of bad things out there that you want to stop stop yeah. them being exposed to. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we, we, we do just have to accept that technology is such a big part of our lives. You know, kids yeah. are on iPads in nursery now. Um, you know, and I, and I, and I see, I see different comments from parents, you know, a lot in terms of, well, you know, I'm, for instance, I'm not going to give my, you know, child at the age of five access to any tech, um, versus the parent who, will hand a two-year-old their phone and, and allow them to just sort of mess around with it and and, and, and get on with it. And, yeah. you know, I think we we in our home take um, a very balanced view. You know, our seven-year-old has access to tech, she has her own phone, she has her own laptop, but there are very, very strict rules in place in terms of when, what she can and can't access, um, when sure. she can and can't use it, you know, and limiting screen time and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah. if that if that if you like is abused in any way then it's just pulled it's taken away um and it's earned back and i think that you know we're we're fairly tech 
savvy. My wife certainly more than me, I will admit. But, you know, we, we um, you know, put controls in place and, and we make sure that we know what our kids yes. are looking at. And yes. um, if, you know, if, if they are conversing with anyone online or, you know, you, you set, you set your rules don't you and and, and you know and, and and you don't change them and so i think so long as kids know what the rules are um yes. and that their usage is monitored um yes. then we we need to allow them to interact with this stuff because if they don't they're going to be behind their peers they're going to leave school with with you know not necessarily the right skill set yeah and we're going to be relying on it more and more and depending on how you know COVID-19 rolls out um you know and various lockdowns we may even see future lockdowns more homeschooling more teaching being done online and and our kids and and parents are going to need to know how to access this stuff and how to use it agreed Mm -hmm. Um, especially with COVID, um, both yeah. of my kids were using Microsoft Teams to attend classes when they couldn't go into college. So they they still had attendance. They still had to do their coursework. They had to use everything was done online. So if yeah. they weren't tech savvy and they mm-hmm. didn't have access to tech, it would have just things would have come to a grinding halt. So in that respect, it's good, especially if you have little ones. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to have to drive to France to see. Um, Alain's family and friends mm. so um, when you have young ones easiest way to have a nice long car ride give them a screen <laughs> put a movie on oh you get peace and silence in the back so technology yeah. is good in the car yeah especially if you're doing a long ride um, with phones and iPads it's great because they can just you know load up their favorite series uh, mm-hmm. and enjoy watching that on a pair of headphones and that leaves the parents and adults to enjoy the um traffic news and the radio or, or music in the front yeah absolutely and of course you know we, we've got the the added bonus now of, of video calling and and being able to connect with people around the world which which is certainly a fantastic thing i think um you know that there are people that will be disadvantaged by technology there will be people who simply can't afford it there will be yes. people who for whatever reason yeah cannot access um certain technologies and and that i know was an issue during the pan, you know pandemic and the various lockdowns with you know, some families and, and some school children not being able to access um, schoolwork, which is, is a massive shame. And um, I know various initiatives and some private companies have um, been involved in, you know, dishing out sort of, um, you know, from phones to laptops to um, broadband access, which, which is fantastic. But there will still be so many people that, that didn't have access, which which is a massive shame. But Hopefully, again, as, as things roll forward, that that will become an easier process, and we'll, we'll have m- more and more accessibility because technology, I think, is is simply becoming a necessity as opposed to a luxury now. Yes, I think technology is no longer um, a luxury; it is absolutely a necessity. You know, if you take just simple things in the pandemic. For example, like um, shopping, we've do our shopping online now. Everything, grocery shopping online. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you need to have, you know, it's a birthday, you send flowers and a card, and everything yeah. is done online. So, not having access to the cloud or the internet, if you like, would be absolutely crippling to a family mm-hmm. today. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got to make these things available. 
and yeah. families need to have access to them to you know just have the basics absolutely and i think um you know re- regardless of circumstance um even things like universal credit and government yeah. gateway accounts and all, all, all that kind of stuff you, it's all online um yes. it's very difficult to speak to a human being these days you know you've got to set up your online account you've got to have access to email um correct so just simply to to get by actually we need in our lives and we, we need to be able to access it i guess it will be interesting to see yeah you know if if the government are able to further support families with that um having recognized how much it has been lacking through the pandemic and how you know and how many families it has affected um so fingers crossed that um that we can get more more technology into homes and and more accessibility obviously balanced with you know taking time out from it you know shutting the screen off and 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 enjoying life and not not being glued to technology and 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 sort of being ruled by it or 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 addicted to it as um as i know the case can be um there are things from microsoft and apple i mean those just two platforms that just come to mind that you can use um as parents there are safeguards in place like for example um i get ethan and cassia's i get a weekly report from microsoft on their time on their on online i also get any sort of warnings from my firewalls and you know if there's any hits on the outside to the in mm-hmm. there's lots of things that you can put into in in to safeguard your family and how much exposure they have like you said i think it's a balance mm-hmm. uh, getting too much is not good but then you've also got to give them the freedom because if you know a teenager well enough um you know if you say no don't do that <laughs> first thing they're going to do is run face forward into it so i think there's a balance of understanding uh teenagers because they're pumped full of hormones don't know what's going on anyway sometimes mm-hmm. um you have to be just mindful and kind and and just be patient more often you know the older the older generation you know i grew up with so what's the best way of putting it when i was at school you get caned uh you mm. got the slipper you got you know the chalk well the board rubber thrown at you mm-hmm. um those things are in the past i think you have a whole you have to now you have to communicate to sure. your children you have to explain things you can't just get away with this or that because they can just look on the internet and get the answer within 10 seconds so mm-hmm. Um, trying to hide things, I think, is really not a good idea. Yeah. I think you have to be open and honest about these things and keep your children informed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the more informed they are, the safer they will be. So, yeah, it's all about that communication and, and relationship building, isn't it? We are nearly out of time, Ben, I, I know. Um, you've, you've got um, other things to, to, to go on and do. So, um just very quickly, where where can people find you? Where they, where can they find your business um, website, etc.? Give yourself a plug. Uh, we well, you can find us online. So our, mm-hmm. the company name is Voice Simplified. So if you just go to voicesimplified.com, mm-hmm. um, Voice and Simplified, exactly as they uh, spelt, and um, phone numbers are there. Mm-hmm. Just give us a call. Um, tell us what you need, and we'll be happy to help you. 
we're not here to uh, push something down your throat. I think if we if we go down the approach, telco as a telco, we have rolling monthly contracts. So you're not tied into uh, a one year contract or a two year contract. You're just paying monthly. Mm -hmm. um, if you think we're good, then we keep you as a customer. If you think we're not good, you're free to leave. So yeah. we don't tie our customers down, and we've got customers who've been with us. Who, who, when they joined, threatened to leave within three months if we weren't good, and they're still with us, you know, a couple of years on, still threatening the same thing. So I just <laughs> smile. We provide them a good service. They still pay their bills, and I'm happy. What is the best thing about being a dad, would you say? <laughs> That's an interesting thing. When your kids are young mm -hmm. and, you know, growing up, they always run into your lap. They always give you hugs and kisses and as they grow older that sort of starts getting less and less and less so i think one of the greatest things about being a dad is even when they're 16 or 18 is when they just walk into your office or where you're working put their arms around you give you a hug give you a kiss say good night it's worth a million dollars it's knowing that they love you is everything i think that's the most fantastic feeling as a dad that you can get as a father yeah doesn't get much better than that really does it no no not at all um and i think as a dad you you always let them know when you're proud and mm -hmm. that you're proud of them that you're supportive of them in whatever field and there's so many challenges that face uh the younger generation today mm -hmm. um and we just need to know and they just need to know it doesn't matter what your decisions are, um, yep. you know, whether you want short hair, long hair, you know, you want one earring or two, it's, you just support them and let them be who they, who, who they want to be and mm. just love them. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to do it anyway, aren't they? You know, they're, they're going to be who they are going to be. So you, you yeah. may as well, yeah, support them and love them through it. And just let them know. I think, I've seen too many people who don't tell their kids or dads, you know, um, I've come up from an Eastern upbringing where generally parents or fathers, you know, they don't express their feelings to their children. Mm -hmm. I think you should always express your feelings of happiness, joy, success. You should always comfort them when they need to be comforted. Um, and I think, People need that to evolve. The, your kids need that to evolve into good people, that mm -hmm. they're supported in the things that they do, and that it brings you joy, that they know that it brings you joy. Ben, I know you've got to go, so thank you very much indeed for um, answering some questions and having a chat with us today. And uh, yeah, I wish you every success with uh, Voice Simplified. Thank you very much. You take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Bye. So, how was that? We hope you enjoyed listening to Ben. The conversation raised some interesting points around technology in the home and children's access to it. Let us know your thoughts by leaving feedback or send us an email using hello at mandad.media and title the message hashtag podcast. We're here to help dads learn, know more and become the best dads that they can be. We're also about the big brothers, uncles, granddads and the men who teach or coach. Join in the fun at www.mandad.media 
follow us at Mandad Media on Instagram and get involved. We'd love to hear from you and let us know if you have a show-worthy story to share. <laughs>